Hello and welcome back to TTP, Titani Talks Parsha. This year where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. We've come to Kiseitzim in the middle of Devarim. When you go out to fight, when you go out to battle, there are different ex- different reasons, different excuses why a person can't go. And if you see a person there, and then there's different topics and whatnot. But in the middle of the Parsha... In Parak Chafbet Pasuk Aleph, it talks about Hashev Tishivim Achicha. If you see something lost along the way, if you see something that's not in the right place, something that is missing, something that's not where it's supposed to be, you have to return them. Obviously, it's referring to objects. Obviously, it's referring to things that have to be given back that was lost. But not only does it refer to something lost, I believe it could refer to people who are lost. I believe it could be to people who have lost their way, people that have slipped along the way. How could we bring people back? How could we infuse Torah ideals, Torah concepts, and Torah gems into those people who are missing it and that's one of the reasons one of the points of my shows of my podcast to try to reach people in different mediums especially through the idea of the podcast which is a rage all the rage these days in the past few years and has exploded to have hundreds of thousands of them and why not use it to use audio to use radio pre-recorded tidbits and to try to reach people because we have to return them Hashem doesn't often in the Torah use a double language. And when He does, He's trying to emphasize something to us. He's trying to tell something to us. You know, Hashem says you have to surely criticize because you have to be very careful how you criticize. And He says um, when it comes to tzedakah, it says, you know, you tithe... Aser ta'aser also uses a double language. Aser b'shvil ta'ashetit asher, the Gemara points out, give tzedakahs that you will become wealthy. And here too, Hashem uses a double language. Hashev tishivem le'achicha. Return, return, because it's so important to be involved in returning lost items and returning lost objects and returning lost people from the way. Taking people who are lost along the way. That's why I so respect what Isha Torah does, what Chabad does, what Or Sameach does, all these wonderful organizations, NCSY and even Yachan, all these organizations that are involved in bringing people back bringing people a little bit closer, whatever we could do to return a person, to return things from along the way. You know, there's an episode, Lahavdal, of What Would You Do, where it talks about, you know, it gives different cases, different situations, and it sees what would a person do if it comes to them. And there's a check on the floor in the show in one of the episodes, and people walk by, some people pocket the check, some people, you know, take it and look around and see if anyone's watching them. Some people pretend not to see it, some people do nothing. And there's one person in the whole clip of this show, there's one person that looks and looks around and walks with the check up and down, up and down, till he finally tries to figure out who the check belongs to. And that one person, of course, was an Orthodox Jewish person, because the mitzvah of Hashavah Saveda, returning a lost object, is so important and is so wonderful. There's another story of a person who got the a desk, very famous from a couple of years ago, and in the desk was $90,000. There was a couple in Connecticut, and they went to great lengths to try to find who the people were that had it and they actually gave back the $90,000 because they knew it wasn't right, it wasn't theirs, it didn't belong to them and the couple who was giving away the desk and they had an inheritance and they didn't know where the inheritance was, it was disappeared and when they got it back they were so grateful, so thankful, such a Kiddush Hashem. I think of another story also 
where someone was taking out gas for his car and someone else, you know, took out money right before they wanted to take gas and they dropped like $200 and they didn't know where it was and it was a, a, it was a guy and his wife and I think they're young kids and they searched to great lengths until they found the person some, somehow through the Hashkach HaVashem, some miracle, they went and they searched and they searched and they actually found who the person was that lost the dollar bills. What a beautiful Kiddush Hashem. What examples of Kiddush Hashem. Taking the Pasuk, taking the words of HaShev Teshivim seriously, very seriously, returning lost objects. Because Rashi points out from Chabad.org, you can't ignore when something needs to be returned. You can't ignore when something happens, you know, when something something is in front of your eyes. I was on the train the other day while working in summer school. Someone dropped their phone. A, I could pretend not to see it and not give it back to him. B, I could pick it up and give it to him myself. Or C, I could tell him that he dropped his phone. On a tiny, tiny, tiny level, and that's not even a Jewish person, on a tiny level, that's also Hashev Teshivim. It's his phone. He lost it. He wouldn't even have known he lost it. He was sleeping. But if I say, excuse me, sir, I think you dropped your phone, he says, oh, thank you, thank you. You know, any tiny level we could do to return an object, anything that's lost. Oh, you dropped your wallet. You dropped, miss, you dropped your wallet. Oh, mister, I think you dropped your, your credit cards. It's happened to me many times. What can you do to be involved? Do you pretend not to see it? Do you pretend not to be involved? Do you pretend to ignore it? If you see someone lost along the way, you see someone struggling, someone that's not involved in their Judaism, do you pretend not to see it or do you involve yourself in some level to return them, to return them to be involved in them? There's so many organizations that do such great work, you know, there's JLIC also, BJX, the Brooklyn Jewish Experience, and even in Israel, I just met with someone, the director of Crossroads in Israel, they do wonderful wonderful work with at-risk youth, those who are, were used to be on the street or, or who have difficulty finding their way, especially Anglo-Americans who live in Israel. And he was trying to figure out ways to try to be involved in what we could do. So I met with him, I talked with him, a fan- fantastic person. And it was wonderful to be able to talk to him and see how I could contribute on some tiny level. What can I do to try to give back? So maybe they should make a chat room. Maybe they should make an Instagram and post every day. Maybe they should make a podcast interviewing kids. But we have to make sure to be involved with kids, to make sure not to ignore them, not to pretend that we don't see them, and not to pretend that we're not involved with them. Return, return them. Hashif tishivim. Don't ignore them. Rashi says, don't cover one's eyes, pretending not to see it. Don't cover your ears. Don't cover your soul. Don't cover yourself pretending to avoid it, pretending not to see it. You shall not see and ignore them. Rashi says you shall not see them. Don't ignore them. It really means you shall not see them and ignore them. Ignore your brother's animals straying in the in the way. The Pasuk is talking about when the animals are lost on the way, you must return the animals. But of course it means you have to return anything that's lost. And really any person you should help return that's lost from the way, lost along the way. Help anything that is lost along the way. That is the simple meaning of the verse. The rabbis, however, explain that although the verse clearly means that one must not ignore them, nevertheless, the verse is alluding to situations when one is in fact permitted to ignore them. For example, if he's a Kohen, the animals have wandered into a cemetery, he can't be tummy, he can't get impure, where Kohana may not enter, or if he's an honored sage and is beneath his dignity to lead animals or carry packages in public places, he may ignore them, he's not obligated to return them to his brother, the Sifri points out, but if he can, it would be very good to do so. Obviously, don't impurify yourself if a coin, don't disgrace yourself if you're a holy sage, and, and, put, and don't 
make anything beneath you, but if you can in any way to be involved without disgracing or impurifying yourself, you really should. You really should be involved as much as you can. Our masters taught there was a dealing stone in Jerusalem. The Talmud above Amitya points out, anyone who lost something would go there, and anyone who found something would go there, anything lost along the way. This one would stand and announce his find, and the other would stand up giving identifying signs and take it. So even back in the times of the Gemara, they figured out what to do. They figured out how to be involved. They figured out to make sure that they could be involved. They made a specific place to announce things, a specific place to find things, a specific thing, a specific way to try to be involved in things. You know, my son was in camp, my my sons were in camp this summer, the girl is too young at this point. And in camp, in day camp, they had a wonderful section, Lost and Found. You know, in schools they have a Lost and Found. In day camp they had a Lost and Found. So we see camps and other places have the lost and found. Because even as a kid, the organizations know that we have to teach children, we have to teach everyone to be involved in returning that lost object. Lost along the way, lost in camp, lost in school, lost anywhere. Chas v'sham, we should ever see a lost child. But if someone ever is lost, we got to point them in the right direction. And the other week there was a big scare that there was a kid, a little six-year-old kid, who was lost in the woods in the forest and all of the chaverim and the shomrim and so many people and the police went looking for him and Baruch Hashem, he was found a lost child. And even in the times of the Talmud, there was this rock that people could get up and stand up and explain that there was something lost. If one finds scrolls, Chabad points out, from Baba Mitzvah, he should read in them once in 30 days to air them out. If he can't read, he should unfurl them, but he should not study something in them for the first time or read from them together with someone else. If he found a garment, he should shake it out every 30 days and spread it for its needs, not for his own honor. If he finds wooden utensils, he should use them so they should not rot. Copper vessels can be used with hot food, but not over fire, which wears them out. Silver utensils should be used with cold, but not with hot, which blackens them. And golden glass utensils should not be touched until the coming of Eliyahu Anavi. And that comes from Baba Metziah. So you find the object, and if you can't find the owner, make sure they don't wear out. Make sure they don't rust down. Make sure they don't get dust and just rot away, but they're used and they're fulfilled until you can give them back also. A man once passed by the doorway of Rabbi Hanina ben Dosa's home and left behind some chickens. Rabbi Hanina's wife found them. Rabbi Hanina said to her, don't eat their eggs. The eggs and the chickens multiplied became a bother for them. So he sold them and bought goats with the money. One day the man who lost the chickens passed by and mentioned to his friend, here's where I lost my chickens. Rabbi Hanina heard him and asked him, do you have an identifying mark? He said, yes. He told him the sign and he received the goats. And that comes from the Talmud in Ta'anit 25a. So Rabbi Hanina made sure to give back the objects that was lost. Sometimes it's good to have an identifying mark to have a symbol. The wallet I currently use actually has my initials. My first initial and my last initial, that's my identifying mark for my wallet. If you have a wallet or some item, you should have some sort of an identifying mic to be able to understand that it's yours and to teach others that it's yours as well. And in general, we should find how to relate to others so that they don't feel lost along the way, that we could find them and help them and guide them and lead them along the way. The Yerushalmi Talmud, the Talmud Yerushalmi above Mitzvah points out, 
Alexander the Great came to the king of Katsia and was shown much silver and gold. He said, I didn't come to see your silver and gold. I came to see your laws and customs. As they were sitting, two people came for litigation before the king. Said one of them, my master, the king, I purchased a ruin from my friend. I demolished it and found a hidden treasure inside it. So I said to him, take your treasure. I purchased a ruin, not a treasure. The other one said, just as you fear the punishment for theft, so do I. I sold you the ruin and everything in it from the depths of the earth to the heights of heaven. The king summoned one of them and asked him, Do you have a son? He said, Yes. He then summoned the second one and asked, Do you have a daughter? He said, Yes. He said to them, Let them marry each other, and the treasure shall belong to the two of them. Alexander was amazed. The king said to him, Did I not rule well? He said, No, you did not. He said, and such, If such a case came before you in your country, what would you do? He said, I'd cut off both their heads and send the treasure to the royal palace. So the king of Katsia said to Alexander, Does the sun shine in your country? Alexander said, Yes. Do rains fall upon you? Yes. Perhaps there are cattle and herds in your land? Yes, there are. By my life, said the king of Katsia, It is for the sake of the cattle and the herds that the sun shines for you and the rain falls upon you. Meaning... You have someone that wants to give something back to the other person. You want something, someone that wants to give back to the other person. The Katsi way, the, the Jerusalem way, the, the Yiddishkeit way, the, the Yehudi way, is that they marry each other and they get to share in the, the item a simple, wonderful solution. The Alexander way was that they're both killed and the treasure is sent to the royal palace. But in general, the way to do things is that we have to look for things that are lost along the way. We have to help people along the way. Hashev Tishivim. Help the person. Make sure if something is lost the way, if someone is lost along the way, help them, guide them, try to bring them back. Try to take someone for a Shabbos, bring someone for a Shabbos, bring someone for a Shear, bring someone to Shul, bring someone to a Kumzitz, bring someone to listen to a lecture, to listen to a podcast, whatever. Let them be involved. Let them be not lost along the way. And if someone's item is lost along the way, do what you can to be involved, whether it's a lost and found in shul or a lost and found in school or a lost and found in camp. Whatever we could do to help return the item, Hashem tells us the double language, Hashem Tishivei, make sure to return it, do what you can. Did you involve yourself? Did you invest yourself? Did you try to push yourself as much as possible to make sure you did your utmost, you did your hashtalas, or try to return lost objects? If I find something along the way, or we find something along the way, if you find something in shul, you could post in the shul chat, did someone lose this? Or post in the community chat, did someone lose this? There are many examples of people that lost their talas or tefillin along the way, and a crazy hashkacha story happened that the the owner and the person that found it, the founder, were look were working so much into the story, looking, looking, searching, searching until a crazy hashkach practice happened that they were found along the way. If you do your hashtalas, you do your step. Hashem will guide you along the way. Hashem will direct you along the way. Hashem will help you to find the person who lost that object. And if you do your part to try to get people involved. You could lead them along the way. I remember once giving a shear for a couple of college kids here in our community a few years ago, and I didn't know what I was doing. It was before I had uh, the, the lecture series, or the life series, we now call it, the TTL, the Tony Hawk's Life. But, you know, I put my sources together, I did what I could, and I sat and I talked to these college kids who wanted a little bit of inspiration, wanted a little bit of talking topics, a little bit to be found along the way. They were a little lost along the way, not off the dark or anything like that, but I felt a little bit lost along the way, and I felt like I could contribute a little bit. We have to do what we can to help those that are lost along the way, to help find those items that are lost along the way, or find those valuables, or find those animals, or anything that's lost along the way.
If someone's lost and can't find their way throughout the community, help them, guide them. If they come to the community and they look lost, they don't have somewhere to sleep, they don't have somewhere to eat, help them along the way, invite them. I love those people that at the Kotel find all the, the lost souls, people who seem lost, who don't have somewhere to eat, somewhere to sleep. That's what the Machlises used to do, especially Rebbe's and Machlis, they would bring people, and, and Jeff, the person who's involved at the Kotel, helping people lost along the way. You can help in so many ways. If someone needs a ride, if someone needs a place to sleep, if someone needs a place to eat, all these people are lost along the way. Help them. Do what you can. Someone is is missing an item in their house. They need a they need a pack and play, or they need a pot, or they need a pan, or they need a sitter, or they need a gemara. Does anyone have this? Does anyone have that? All the times in all these chats I'm part of in the WhatsApps, and we say, yeah, we have one. We have an extra one. Anybody have a canopy or a tent or an umbrella I can borrow? Anyone who's missing something, anything that could be lost from their possession that they need, you could do what you can to help them along the way. Help those lost along the way, and you'll see it'll pave the way for a wonderful day, which hopefully should be soon, that Mashiach can come our way. This has been Tani Talks Parsha, where we talk about the Parsha of the week with some practical lessons to keep. Join us next time as we talk about the Parsha.